Sponsored by Rabbi Shlemi and Mirla Greenwald. This is a sicha from Lakota Sichas, Chedekut Gimel, Parshas Pinchas, Sicha Beis. And the topic of the sicha is that in this week's Parsha, we learned the Rashi on the beginning of the Parsha Sakarbonis. And there are three parts in the sicha. The Rebbe will, number one, ask five questions on Rashi. Number two, answer the five questions through understanding what's really bothering Rashi. And number three, present the Hira Nifla in Avedis Hashem from this teaching of Rashi. In the beginning of the Parshas are Karbanas. In our Parsha, where it talks about the Karbanas, starting with the Karban Tamid. So Rashi quotes the words, Tzavas B'nai Yisrael, and he explains, Ma Omer Lamailo, what is said before this Parsha. It says, Yifkad Hashem, we have Moshe requesting by Hashem to appoint someone to lead the Yidin. So in continuation to that, Omer Le'akadosh Baruch Hu, Hashem said to Moshe, before you command me regarding caring for my sons, Tzave is Bonai Olai. Command my sons regarding me. And then Rashi continues, Mashal, a Mashal for this Hulu, like we'll see later in the Sicha, what this Mashal is that Rashi brings down. And there are five questions here. The first question is, what does Rashi find difficult in the words Tzav is B'nai Yisrael? that compels him to explain them. What's difficult over here that needs to be explained? Before presenting the other four questions, we're going to move on to present and reject three different answers that are given, or that could potentially be given for the first question. So the first one is if you're going to say that Rashi is giving his teaching over here because of the use of the word Sav, that the word Sav over here is what Rashi is coming to explain. It's not such a common word. The problem with that is that Rashi already explained it in the beginning of Parsha Sav, and he did it with great emphasis of what it always means, of what it means everywhere. Rashi says, Ein Sav elo zeres, that the meaning of the word Sav, it only means and it always means a form of encouragement for right away and for all future generations. So Rashi over there already taught what the word Sav always means. So that can't be the difficulty that Rashi is coming to address over here. Some of Farshim explain that Rashi over here is coming to explain and answer the smichas of the Parshish. Why are these two Parshish near one another? The Parsha of Yifka Hashem, Hashem of Moshe requesting from Hashem to appoint someone to lead the Yidin, and the Parsha of the Karbanis. And that's the meaning of what Rashi says, Ma Omer Lamailo Yifka Hashem. Like, why is it after Yifka Hashem? And then he answers, because Omer Le'akadosh Baruch Hu. However, it's difficult to explain that this is what Rashi is coming to answer. And for two reasons. Number one, the wording that Rashi uses when he's addressing the smichas of Parshish is he says, Loma Nismacha. We find this in Rashi many times when he asks about why two Parshish are near one another and he explains the reason. He says, Loma Nismacha, and he doesn't use those words over here. And number two, it's not really a difficulty because it's understood very simply why the Parshish of Garbanus was taught now because it wasn't yet taught. Because they're already now in the 40th year and they weren't yet taught about the Karbanas, so Hashem has to command them about the Karbanas before the start of Mishnah Torah, which is what Moshe was saying to the Yidin, because if it's not going to be done now, when would it be done? So it's understood very simply why the Parshas of Karbanas is being taught now. So for those two reasons, we can't say that this is what Rashi is coming to answer over here. And we also can explain that Rashi is answering the kafel of the wording in our Pasuk here, that it says Tzav, as B'nai Yisrael, and then it says, Why does it say Tzav 
And Vamartalem, it seems to be extra. We can't say that this is what Rashi is coming to address for three reasons. Number one, then Rashi should also quote either in the Dibra Maschal or within his teaching the words from the Pasuk of Amartalem. He doesn't even mention those words. He just says his teaching on the words Tzav is Yisrael. Number two, later in Parsha Smasi, it says Tzav Gamer Amartalem, and Rashi doesn't explain it. And the explanation over here won't fit over there. And so from the fact that Rashi doesn't explain it shows us that there's no difficulty in the Kefal of the Lushan of saying Tzav and Vamarta Aleim. And number three, it says Daber B'nei Yisrael Vamarta Aleim many times, and Rashi doesn't give any explanation. So we must say that it's not a difficulty that it says Tzav Gamer Vamarta Aleim. The Kefal is not a difficulty, and it's just said in order to strengthen the Tzivoy. And so since it's not a difficulty, so therefore Rashi is not addressing it. And so we're left with our first question, what does Rashi find difficult in the words Tzavas B'nei Yisrael that compel him over here to give an explanation of the words? Now Rashi continues his explanation and he says, Mashal Abbas Melech. It's a mashal for the daughter of a king. Shahisa Nifteris Min Ha'ilam, that she was passing away. Vahisa Mifakedis Labayla Al Banel And she was instructing and commanding her husband regarding taking care of her sons. Kidi Isa Bisafri like it says in the Safri. And there are four questions on this section in Rashi. The first question is, and this is the second question of the Sikha, is what's added through the Mashal? And to the contrary, it would seem that the Nimshal is actually understood more than the Mashal, and for two reasons. Number one, when it comes to the Nimshal, the request of Moshe from Hashem that Yifkad Hashem Gamer that Hashem should appoint a leader for the Yidden is understood and it's something which is necessary because we're talking about over here we're talking about a leader of the entire nation of the Yidden and it has to be someone that's going to carry the weight of each person and be able to relate and connect and help each individual. Whereas in the Mashal, we're only talking about the sons of the daughter of the king, which number one, they're a small number, and number two, we're talking about the sons. So you don't have to be worried that the king's not going to care for them. They're his sons. So it's not so necessary to put in a request. So that's one advantage of the Nimshal over the Mashal. And number two, what Hashem told to Moshe, that Moshe should first instruct the Yidden, about what they need to do for Hashem, that's understood because the Yidin went against, they transgressed the command of Hashem and they tested Hashem many times in the Midbar. So there's a requirement, it's necessary to warn them about this matter. However, when it comes to the Moshal of the sons of the daughter of the king, why would it even be a concern that something to even think about that the sons are going to forget about their father, that now the father has to tell their mother, first command them about me. It's not something which should be of such great importance. So number one, the request, the initial request itself is more understood in the nimshal because obviously a leader is necessary. And also the response of first thinking about in the nimshal, Hashem is also understood because the Yidin went against Hashem many times. Whereas in the mashal, the request of the daughter of the king of her husband is not so understood because it's not such a, an important thing. We're talking about a small number of people and they're already his sons. And also the response of the husband is not so understood. What was he so worried about that the 
sons would forget about him, that he had to say, first command them about me. So it seems that the nimshal is actually better than the mashal. So what's added through the mashal? And to the contrary, it seems to, to detract and even lessen our understanding of the nimshal, where it's more understood and it seems to make more sense. The third question is, and the third, fourth, and fifth questions are the yokim in the mashal. So the third question is, Rashi quotes from the Sifri the words Mashal Abbas Melech Shahisin Ifteris Minailam Vahisim Ifagetis Labaila Al Boneha Chulu. And then Rashi concludes Kidi Isa Bisifri, like it says in Sifri. And so Memanavshach, if Rashi's intent is to point out the source of the Mashal and the student that's learning the Rashi has to go there and look at the source in order to understand it, then Rashi should have written it much shorter. He should have just said Mashal Abbas Melech Chulu. Not add any more. And just say, Kedisa Bisifri, go look in Sifri for the mushal. And if Rashi's intent is to communicate and teach the whole mushal with all of its details, then he should have quoted it in its entirety and not just to bring some of the details, the ones that he brings down. And so we must say that these details that Rashi quotes, they are the main part of the mushal that are needed to understand what Rashi is trying to teach us teach us, whereas the other parts are not necessary, and so we have to understand what is so important about these details specifically that they are important for the teaching of Rashi. The fourth question is, the source of this mashal, like Rashi says, is in Sifri, but in Sifri it actually says a different mashal. It says it's a mashal lemelech, it's a mashal to a king, that his wife, which is the queen, not the Bas Melech. And Rashi switches it. Rashi says we're not talking about the Melech. And Ishtoi, the king and the queen, we're talking about the Bas Melech and her husband. So instead of the queen, we're talking about the Bas Melech. And instead of the king, we're talking about just a regular husband of the Bas Melech. He's nothing special about his husband. Now, it's obvious that Rashi found such a girsa of the Sifri, because he writes, Kid the Isa Bisifri. However, what's difficult and what's not understood is, why did Rashi choose this version, this girsa, and he didn't choose the one that's more common, the more common one, and as we see, it's the one that we have, so it's obviously, it was obviously the more common one. And this difficulty is especially since in the more common gears of the Sifri, it would seem to fit better because Hashem is more similar to, an, to a king than to the husband of the daughter of the king, of the princess. And so we must say that the reason Rashi brings this girsa is because it fits with what he's trying to teach us. And the question is, what's the explanation for this? And the fifth question is, we already spoke many times that when Rashi indicates the source for his teaching, and especially when he doesn't just say Rabbi Seinu, but rather he specifies it's found in a certain place, like over here. He says in Sifri, the reason is in order to negate a similar teaching that's found somewhere else, but that other teaching doesn't fit with what he's trying to say. Another explanation is, like we find in other sikhs that we've learned during this project, that Rashi is trying to say to look into the source in order to answer a question that a Talmud Mamulach would have, a seasoned student. But the explanation that we're going to go with over here in the Sicha is 
that the reason Rashi is indicating it is in order to negate that it's not another source. Now, bringing it to our discussion, the question is, what is Rashi coming to tell us by adding that it's in the Safri, which source is he coming to negate? Now, if we look, we'll find there's a Medrash Tanchuma. It also brings a similar mushal. Over there it says, what's it a mushal for? For a Melech that married a woman, and she had a Shushvin, a helper, somebody that was a support for her. And it says that every time the king would get angry at his wife, this Shushvin would get involved and help out. Now, when it came the time for the Shushvin to pass away, so the Shushvin came to the king and said, please, I want you to you know, think about your wife so that when I'm not here anymore, there shouldn't be any problems. And then the king turned to the Shushvin and said, why are you commanding me about my wife? Command my wife about me. So according to this, we found this medrash that's similar. We could say that this mushal in the Tanchuma is the one that Rashi is coming to negate by writing Kid Isa Bisafri. But again, this itself is a question. In what sense is the mushal that Rashi brings from the Safri better than the mushal of the Shushvin in Tanchuma? That we could say that Moshe is the Shushvin and he interfered, interfered with the king, which is Hashem, whenever there was an issue between Hashem and the wife, which are the Yidin. Why is the Mashalim Safri better? So we're going to begin by going straight into the answer, and we're going to begin with the main point of the answer in answering question number one. So the explanation of all of this is as follows. Rashi already explained in the beginning of Parsha's Sav the meaning of the word Sav, and he says that ain't Sav The word Sav means Zeros, encouragement. And so from this it's understood that the word Sav can only apply to those that are actually occupied with fulfilling the Tzivoy, because they need the Zeros, they need the encouragement. According to this, it's difficult. The content of this Parsha is the Tzivoy to bring the Korbanas of Hashem in the right time, which is something that is done by the Kehanim. And so the question is, here it says, Savas Bnei Yisrael, and not Savas Aaron Vezbanov, who are the ones that bring the Karbanas. So why does it say Savas Bnei Yisrael, if only Aaron Ubanov bring the Karbanas? How does it fit to have the word Sav, Lashen Zeres, for Bnei Yisrael about the Karbanas, when only Aaron Ubanov are the ones that bring the Karbanas? And so this is the question that Rashi is coming to answer. So that answers our first question. What does Rashi find difficult in the word Savas Bnei Yisrael? What he finds difficult is the use of the word Sav with the entirety of Bnei Yisrael about the Karbanas that are only brought by Arnuvanov. And in order to answer this difficulty, Rashi quotes the word Savas Bnei Yisrael and he answers and he explains, Ma Omer Lamailo, what's written earlier, Yifkud Hashem. So Omer Lakadish Baruchu, Achatam at Savani al Bonai, Save is Bonai Olai. Meaning, that Savas Bnei Yisrael doesn't refer to the bringing of the Karbanas. That's what Rashi is answering. Savas Bnei Yisrael is not about the Karbanas, but rather it's a general Zeros to all Yidin regarding Hashem before the passing of Moshe, and it was in response and close to the words of Moshe that Yifkad Hashem. So this is the fulfillment of what Hashem told Moshe. So this is Moshe Rabbeinu doing the Tzavei Yisbanei Olay. Tzav es Bnei Yisrael, he's doing the general zeros of the Bnei Yisrael regarding Hashem. Like we'll see, it's about paying attention to Hashem, it's about remembering Hashem. This is the fulfillment of the, of the Tzav es Bnei Olay. Moshe Rabbeinu is doing the Tzav es Bnei Yisrael about Hashem in response to Hashem telling him, when Moshe said, Yifkad Hashem, Hashem told him, Achatam et Tzavei Yisrael, Tzav es Bnei Olay. Now is the Tzav es Bnei Olay. 
And that's why it says, number one, Tzav, just like Moshe was Mitzavveni al Bonai, so to Hashem responded, Tzave is Bonai Olai. That's why we have the word Tzav over here. It's about a general zeros. Number two, it says as Bnei Yisrael, and not just Aaron Uvonov, because just like Moshe requested Yifkat Hashem for all the Yidin, so to Hashem responded, Tzave is Bonai Olai, about all the Yidin. And number three, Hashem then adds that this doesn't just mean a general zero is to pay attention and remember Hashem, but rather Tzavis B'nei Yisrael v'amarta aleim is karbani gamer. That Tzavis B'nei Yisrael is a general zero, but it says afterwards v'amarta aleim. That means it's connected to the karbanis. It has to bring to action. So even though the Tzav is to all B'nei Yisrael, not to Aaron Ubanov, because the Tzav is about this general Zeruz, this general thing of Tzave as Bonai Olai, which is to all the Yidin, but it has to be connected to action. And the action is the Karbanis. And it's understood that this action, although it's only done by Aaron Ivanov, but it's related to all the Yidin. And like we see, the effect of the Karbanis is a general effect that's related to all the Yidin, that the Karbanis are Arech Nichayach, and that Hashem says, Nachas Ruach Lefonai Sha'amarti Venasa Ritzaini. Now we're going to move on to answer questions 2, 3, 4, and 5, which were all questions about the mushal. We asked, number one, what's the need for the mushal? It actually seems that the nimshal is better than the mushal. We asked, number two, why does Rashi quote some of the details of the mushal? We asked, number three, why does Rashi choose this uncommon girsa of the sifri? And number four, we asked, why does Rashi negate the mushal in the Tanchuma? So now we're going to move on to answering these questions. We're going to do it in two parts. The first part is just going to give some general information without getting into the details. And the second part, in the second audio, we'll get into the details of how each of these questions are answered. So however, according to this explanation, that Tzavaz B'nai Yisrael is a general zeros, and it's in response to Yifkat Hashem, it's difficult. And there are two difficulties. Number one, the words of Moshe were said in the form of a tzivoy. Moshe said, Yifkut Hashem, you're saying it's Sivri, and like it says, Moshe is giving it Sivri over here. And the question is, how can it be that Moshe would talk that way to Hashem? And number two, the second difficulty is the request of Moshe was for something that was necessary for the existence of the Yidin. He was requesting, The Yidin shouldn't be like sheep without a shepherd. Whereas the response of Hashem to bring Karbanas is for the purpose of Reich Nechayach, that it's a Nachas Ruach Lefanai. And even more so, it's not just that Hashem had this request. Hashem was saying that the Karbanas are even more important than Yifkad Hashem, Gaimer Isha Le'eda, than appoint, appointing someone to lead the people. Because Hashem said, first should be Tzavez Banai Alai. And Rashi answers all this through the Mashal, that Moshe is like a Bas Melech. At the time of Nifteris Mena'ilam, and when this Bas Melech is Mefakedes al and Hashem is just Baila, not a Melech. And this is why Rashi concludes Kedisa Besifri to negate the Mashal in Tanchuma. And as we'll see in the next part, how the Mashal answers these questions. So already here we just gave the general information that the Mashal is here to answer this question. And we said that these details of the Mashal are important. It's a Bas Melech, and it's Nifteris Mena'ilam, when she's Mefakedes al Baila. And that's where Rashi quotes these details, this girsa of the Sifri. And that's also why he says, Kedisa B'Sifri, to negate the Tanchuma. And in the next part, we're going to go into detail to show how the, this information in the Mashal addresses these difficulties that are with Rashi's explanation. The two difficulties, number one, how does Moshe speak to Hashem in such a way? And number two, how is it that Hashem said that the Karbanis are more important than Yifkad Hashem Gamer Isha 
So now we're going to go through the details of the mushal and then show how they exist in the nimshal and see how it answers the two questions. So the explanation in the mushal is the woman, since she is a bas melech, so she's a person of greatness, so she demands forcefully from her husband who isn't a melech. However, she only does this when she is nifteris mina'ilam and only when it's for banaha, who are the grandchildren of the king. Because during the rest of the time she is married, so by every woman it said, and so she is not making demands from her husband. However, that changes with these circumstances that she is nifteris mina'ilam, and it's something which is needed for Baneha, who are the grandchildren of the king. And another detail, the husband requests by his wife to command his children about him, and with the word sav, which is lush and zeres. The reason is since he's just her husband and not a melech, so there's room for concern that the sons, who are the grandchildren of the melech, will treat him disgracefully. Like it says over there in the, in the Sifri, it uses those words. They're going to treat him disgracefully. And therefore it's necessary that his wife, who is a bas melech, should warn them about this. And number three, the claim is, This is what the, the husband of the bas melech said, Before you give me instructions about them, give them instructions about me. Because if he was a melech, then even if his sons wouldn't treat him respectfully, he doesn't need them so much, since he's a melech, and he has ministers and servants, etc. However, since he's just a husband, so he only has his sons. And if they don't treat him respectfully, then... There's nobody there for him. So we have these three details in the mushal. Number one, it's a bas melech. And so although generally the relationship is in a way of a huyim shalbach and she won't speak up, but when it's necessary, when it's nefteris mena'ilam and it's regarding baneho, who are the grandchildren of the king, then, then she is in the position of a bas melech and she makes demands. And on the other hand, the detail in the, in the mushal is that the husband says that you have to tell my sons, you have to be tzave, the sons about me, because we're not talking about a king, we're talking about just the husband of the daughter of the king, and so there's room that maybe they'll treat him disgracefully. And number three, he actually needs them. So two and three are two parts of the same idea. Number, The first part of it is that they could treat him disgracefully, and the second part is that he actually needs them, it's not something extra. And similarly in the mushal, in the nimshal, in the nimshal with Maisha and Hashem, in the request of Maisha that Yifkad Hashem gave her, Isha Le'edo, Asher Yetzel Lefneim, Vashar Yavad Lefneim, Vashar Yetziim, Vashar Yeviim, V'loisi Adas Hashem Katzerin, Asher Ein Lehem Roya. In this request, so in this regard, Maisha is a Roya Yisrael. Maisha was like a Bas Melech, a person of greatness. He's a Roya Yisrael who said forcefully. We find that Maisha Rabbeinu also previously spoke forcefully. He said, Va'ato Im Tisa Chatosam Harei Toiv. If you're going to forgive the Yidin, then good. And I'm not going to tell you to erase me from the Seva Terra. But otherwise, I want you to erase me from the Seva Terra. So we see Moshe Rabbeinu speaking very forcefully. And other similar statements we find that Moshe Rabbeinu made, which are all similar to Abbas Melech, that's married to a regular husband, which in this case, Kaviyachal is Hashem. So this role of Moshe Rabbeinu, that explains Moshe Rabbeinu speaking forcefully, we see from the Bas Melech, from the example of the Bas Melech, also Moshe Rabbeinu, we find in the Torah indeed, that as a Rai Yisrael, that has to take care of the Yidin, so when it comes to something related to the Yidin, he spoke very forcefully. And at the time of his passing, when he had to give over his sign his flock to Araya to take his position of leading the Yidin, then he demanded from Hashem with the force of a Bas Melech. So that answers the question, the first question we had on this teaching of Rashi, that Moshe Rabbeinu is mitzaveni, is giving Hashem a command. The answer that we see from the Mashal is that Moshe is like a Bas Melech, a person of greatness. And indeed we find that when Moshe had to deal with things that were related to the Yidin, 
whether it was their existence by the Chet Egel, or whether over here that they needed a leader, then Moshe Rabbeinu had the role of a Bas Melech that spoke forcefully, and as if Hashem is just a regular husband. And then, regarding Hashem saying that He needs the Yidin, and it's even more important, this extra thing is even more important, so the other two parts of the of the Mashal, it's to the Yidin who a portion of them transgressed at Sivri of Hashem a number of times, so Hashem is to them like a simple husband, and therefore, Moshe the Bas Melech has to command the Yidin in a way of Tzav. Hashem is like a regular husband because the Yidin many times didn't treat him properly, and that's the context over here that Hashem is talking about the future, and now the Yidin are going to behave. And regarding the question that is this something which is necessary and more important than having a leader? Are the Karbanas more important? Hashem is like a husband and not a melech. He's a father who needs his sons in order to have bread, something which is basic, like it says about the Karbanas, as Karbani Lachmi Gamer. So that's why Rashi brings this mushal, because this mushal communicates to us that it makes sense that Moshe Rabbeinu spoke in this way, because Moshe Rabbeinu is like a Bas Melech just married to a regular husband. In this case, that's the role that Moshe Rabbeinu fills. And like we find that when anything had to do with the Yidin in such a way, that's how Moshe Rabbeinu acted, like a Bas Melech, that he was a, the person of importance and just talking to a regular husband. And on the other hand, we see over here, so to speak, Hashem's concern. And Hashem's saying that his concern is even more important, because to the Yidin, in, when we're talking about the future and how the Yidin are going to behave, the Yidin already transgressed, at least a portion of them, the Tzivuyim, the commands of Hashem. And so they see Hashem not as somebody important, like just a regular husband, just marry the daughter of the king. And what Hashem needs over here is not something extra, not just a Nachas Ruach. It's something basic. It's something which is very important and something which is required and not something extra. It's Lachmi. And that explains to us why Hashem had to command the Yidin and that he said it was even more important than what Moshe Rabbeinu was requesting, which is a leader for the Yidin. From this we have a Hayron Niflo and Hashem. The connection between Hashem and Yidin is like the connection between a father and a son. And that's the connection we're talking about over here, that it's the husband of the Bas Melech and the sons. And like it says, Bonim Atem Lekechem. It's only Atem. Bonim Atem. And this is a connection that's higher than the connection to a king. And in this place, there's only Hashem and Yidin. Like it says, Yu There's nobody else over there. And this connection between Hashem and the Yidin is constant and eternal and it doesn't have any changes. And therefore, also the carbon that's set in connection to this is the carbon Tamid. That's the carbon that it says, Savas Bnei Yisrael. It's talking about the carbon Tamid that's brought every day and it affects a Nachas Ruach Lofanai and it's Kaviyachol, the Lachmi of Hashem. And we know that Tfilis B'makam Tmidim Tiknum, the davening replaced the Karbanis. And so the message over here, the Eirah over here is that if the thought enters a person's mind, what's the great importance of Maya Vaidas Atfilah? And every single day, and what's the commotion, what's the big deal if Chas V'Shalom, one a person misses one of the weekday Tfilis? And so to this comes the response and the Eirah. From this teaching of Rashi, Hashem requested that they should bring two karbanis every day and And Hashem says that this is lachmi and that it's even more important than Yifkid Hashem Gamer That's how important the tefillas are. And it's understood that it's so every single day, both on the important days of the year and on a simple weekday. That through the tefillah of each and every one, it causes Nachasruach Lefonai Shamarti Venasa